0: Hey, you're listening to Charge Podcast, episode 66, the podcast that looks at tech under the hood. I'm your host, Owen, and joining me today is your co-host...
1: Zach. I'm here. It's Zach. And there's no Frederica. Aw, uh, Frederica is having a great holiday, so we are going to let her have her holiday and not make her dial into correct the podcast. Slash,
0: she told us that she would not dial in. <laughs> she was
1: like, sorry, but I'm not doing it. I was like, I wasn't expecting it, I wasn't but I'm either. sorry it was a blip." I'm, I'm good. I'm really glad to know that for when I go on holiday. Yeah. Just be like, hey, I'm not going to do that Well, this was the point. It's like,
0: (laughs) we can just do this. We, I did one with only Frederica and then the next evolution of this is you two just do it together. Like without, without me. So it's, it's great.
1: I can't wait to screw up the intro.
0: I know. It's great. And then you just talk about how the other person isn't there for like 15 minutes. Yeah. So it's great.
1: Do you Um, think Frederica and I will just talk about like drawing? Yeah. That'd be fun. Charge drawing podcast. It's the Stylus Edition. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Okay, so wow, I don't even know where to start this week. I was going to try and like welcome you back and then realize that you were back last week. I, I, I was. think I think like what we should bring up is that we are currently doing a test of our live stream uh, next week on um, June 4th. Fourth. Monday. Monday. <laughs> uh, Apple's holding its developer conference. And so WWDC, it's Monday. Here it's at night. I think it's San Francisco, like 9 a.m. Oh, that's
1: so strange. So yeah. I've always lived right. uh, in the States for it. And for the past seven years, I've been in San Francisco for it. So um, it's always been like 10 a.m. in the morning. And I'm always trying to like get out of meetings like last minute so that right. I can watch it. So I just like miss a half hour here or there because I'm like I gotta go to a meeting and then I go back and everyone's like why are you looking at your phone so much in a meeting? (laughs) Anyway, anyway, so
0: okay, I'll tell you how it goes
1: down in New Zealand just because it's probably even funnier. Oh yeah,
0: it's usually six a.m. and so we used to hold like streaming parties with breakfast.
1: That's so fun.
0: It was great, except it was exhausting. Like, who the? I'm getting up for a giant infomercial at six in the morning. It's like (laughs) hilarious how far these people will go. Anyway, so long story short, WWDC is on Monday. We're currently doing a live stream on YouTube, which you can find in the show notes if you are curious afterwards about the things that Zach edits out that we say that are inappropriate. Uh, Do not do a diff uh, because it's probably a lot, but. Come Monday, we will be live streaming
1: after the WWDC thing.
0: I thought about doing it during it and yeah. like having takes, but I actually realized it's kind of annoying. Yeah, right? it'd just
1: be me reading my Twitter and yeah, laughing. Yeah, and reacting. And yeah. also,
0: um, it doesn't... Most people just want to watch it, and so I think we can just do a quick short live stream afterwards 15 30 minutes and it will be an edition of the podcast um and so if you are interested in listening to that check the twitter accounts it will also be linked to in the show notes uh we will have a scheduled event that you can like subscribe to to know when it goes live in the youtube app it's very fancy now that is fancy it's weird though because you use google hangouts to send it and i'm like who is using this app except apparently us right now so, Google Hangouts?
1: Yeah. I think it's pretty popular. I know that it's forcing people over into Meet, finally, in Enterprise, so mm. um, I don't know how long it'll stick around, but right. it's got that weird you know, Google thing going on where it's like, there's Meet, there's Hangout, there's upcoming chat, there's Allo, there's Duo. Yeah. We've talked about this on the podcast before, but... Um, Google
0: is so bad at launching things. Well, it'll
1: just be really interesting to see how they like focus their chat products. Right, but they
0: won't.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's segue
0: right into WWDC immediately. I want, yes. I want to do a lightning round okay. of WWDC takes, uh, mostly because, like, okay, so I follow these rumors religiously. I hate myself for it. <laughs> I, I have, like, so much self-loathing because I just don't care that much. However, it is fascinating to guess what Apple up to, and this year, out of all years, is maybe interesting because not that much has leaked yet.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I, I mean... Can I start with my take? Please. I Okay, I have a couple, but oh, my take so relating to this is, you know, they, they talked about focusing on, like, fix-it stuff. Oh, but, like, yeah. There was a leak about that. Stuff. Yeah. They're, I think they even said it publicly at their last event of, like, they need to focus on fixing problems and making their OS better, making their hardware more reliable. I don't know if they said that one out loud, mm. but it was sort of implied. But so, I, you know, maybe this is the, like, fix-it dub-dub of, like, hey, here's all of the stuff that changed that developers need to know right. because we're trying to make it better, and here's tools we're building to make it easier for developers to fix their problems that we've caused or whatever. Got it.
0: That's, that's my first guess. So you think it's the apology tour? It's like the, the uh, Taylor Swift versus Kanye, I'm sorry, but Beyonce is the best. Wow
1: phone manufacturer of all time you know if they get beyonce on stage at dub dub it would be amazing but it would be, be like no that, and then i'll
0: put her album in everybody's phones and everyone will love it uh, mm. unlike you too which by the way that was only like two years ago that no. still blows my mind oh it oh, oh,
1: feels so long ago total segue
0: i want to just bring this up for one second you can do a data export with apple now finally you really can export all your data it's useless because it just puts it in nonsense folders except in the itunes folder it's hilarious. You get all these crazy folders, and then there's one called U2 Free Album.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man.
0: It's like part of your data export. <laughs> oh, Apple. Like, you can't even not have free U2 in your data export. I don't want it. That's hilarious.
1: Oh, anyway. Uh, okay, okay, so my other prediction. So the apology to us, sort of. Like, it's like the, it's the,
0: hello, we still love you. We make good software. We swear to God to it.
1: Yeah, I mean, every event for a while now, it's like, we didn't forget about creatives. <laughs> Here's an iMac Pro that's $5,000. Yeah, $5, we're going to make it in two years. We're going to make the iMac Pro. So, yeah, I, I mean, this is historically not, like, a huge focus on hardware, right? Like, this is, sometimes it's new hardware, and here's the cool software, and they have to release the hardware because they've, some element of the software or their APIs needs you to know what you're building for. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's not when the new iPhone comes out, so... Mm. You know, it, There's never a new hardware at, at WWDC, not for the last four years. Well, what they do sometimes is, yeah, not in the last four years. They used to do, like, that's when they, they you'd get processor boosts in the, like, Mac line. Yeah, quietly, just do it on the website. Yeah, and so when I worked at the Apple store, it was always, like, the week of WWDC was always big because it's already the conference, and yeah. uh, at the time it was in Moscone Center, like, two blocks away. Mm-hmm. And so you'd already have, like, a ton of work to do, and then they'd be like, okay, here's some new hardware that showed up this morning on the dock. Like, yeah. don't forget that. God. Um,
0: yeah, because that you would never get prior warning about those things. That's no, you don't know. Yeah. I've heard that, those stories of, like, oh, by the way, we now have this crazy new Mac that you have to explain to people today that you
1: just got. Good luck. They did a pretty good job of doing, like, briefings in the store. Yeah, you'd and,
0: have, like, one person with the briefing, right? Or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, anyway, my other prediction is... Uh, Do you know at, like, the beginning of WWDC every year, they do the, like... This is why we're better than Google. Look oh, how many phones we sell. Every year, it's
0: like, here is the Android bar, which is not... It never says Android. It just says other operating systems, and it's green with a picture of a robot.
1: If I'm not mistaken, they went as bold as saying Android last year. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah.
0: And it was like satisfaction of Android devices. It was the quality. It was the price. It was all of those things.
1: Yeah, it's like pie charts and bar graphs. and. But so they used to be like, we are selling way more phones than Google. But I think, you know, Google's catching up. Like, by volume, there's no way Google can no. do iPhones because Apple's a hardware company and it's their main focus is the right. iPhones. So, like, they're going to sell more iPhones and they're going to make more revenue off iPhones. Yeah. It's not Google's goal. Yeah. Google's goal is to, like, put out a really good phone that people want to use that make, you know, phone manufacturers also make good phones. But it's also,
0: like, smart in the sense that they're not going to make money from the hardware and they don't intend on it right and it's not their business model and long term the hardware won't make any more money because it's a commodity right so it's smart
1: yeah it's very smart and so i i just think that we're at a place where this might be our hopefully knock on wood last well, chance for google, for apple to do this i find
0: it so infuriating every year at both like i think google <laughs> has also done this in the past i just find it stupid because you're at a developer conference and they're yeah. going to talk about how great they are it's like, it's childish. But yeah, and I, I I, will say that the funniest thing about this will be, I look forward to them probably saying something like, we have the best cameras, the greatest cameras of all time, and all I'll be thinking is, not anymore.
1: Well, um, I mean, the best camera hardware, maybe, yeah, but I'm the bad software bad. behind it, I mean... They lose. I'm so surprised at what Google pulled off. Yeah. And well, I continue to be surprised every time I take a picture.
0: Well, have you seen this whole thing that The Verge has been doing since... Um, earlier in the year when the pixel came out there's a couple of reporters there who've only been using that for photos rather than carrying a dslr to events
1: really yeah
0: and then they every few months do a recap post where they're like by the way these are the events that we didn't take a camera to and by the way i just blew your mind because the photos
1: are great and again Uh, this is with the pixel yeah pixel Two. um it's amazing i love it
0: because uh one of them was like the car event in paris i think that they have every year Oh, okay, I'm going to get slaughtered by the car people. Uh, no, but <laughs> the car people. Uh, but the transformer. Yeah, but no, the whole <laughs> yeah. But the the whole point is, uh, I, I think it'll be interesting to see if they are more direct about the pixel this year because Google never had a, a game in the fight at all right. previous years, and this yeah. year I think they came out all guns blazing. So we will see. Okay, so those are some interesting takes. My yeah. uh, here's my prediction. I have no prediction. No. Um, this year this year is blank usually we have a lot more insight into what they're up to and i do think i do agree with you that i think this year will be very much so more focused on developer tooling and making them happy just like to stop making them moan so much like i almost can imagine them making a special 15 inch macbook pro with crazy shit in it for developers only just to make them shut up like here's the one with all the performance buy this if you give a shit interesting i i like i can imagine and there's rumors about an i9 15 inch MacBook pro which is absurd because nobody asked for this but yeah great anyway so i have two predictions i think that's one of them and then i also have the other one that i think maybe apple just got really good at uh not talking and not leaking stuff and it's actually bigger than we think and i am 50 50 on this one because I the optimistic side of me wants to be like, look at this, Apple pulled a bunny out of a hat, and the other side is they shipped AirPlay two four days before WWDC where they announced it a year ago.
1: (laughs) Okay, this is a random thought. Yeah, when did they move into the new headquarters?
0: Less than a well, it's like six months, half a year ago maybe.
1: Is the office designed to stop leaking? Like, are people further away from each other and more secluded? Could be.
0: And they're also just, like, actually trying to put people in jail when they leak. Yeah. There's that whole thing, which is, sucks. by the way, terrible. Uh, but anyway, okay. So, back to it. I think the 50-50, so the, this is where I come to, is there's a lot of eluding and everybody reads into the WWDC, like, uh, imitations, imitations way too hard. yeah. But there's always something in there. Like, every year you're like, oh, right, it's a watch. Like I remember <laughs> that, like, three years ago. Like, oh, cool. Um, watch out. Yeah. Anyway, so this year's one is super skeuomorphic, which is hilarious. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. If you I, haven't seen it. The app icon is amazing, too. If
1: you haven't seen it, you definitely have to check it out. And the app for the uh, schedule, the WGC yeah. schedule.
0: So that's that's all fine and roses however uh it also implies a lot there's a lot of like crazy shit in that invite that implies like so there's this rumor for a long time about marzipan and that's this i just love the name i just want to say i hope they actually call it marzipan uh it's such a google thing to do i know it's it's literally like i would imagine it being called that that's so this is the code name for the project we've talked about it before i think on the show marzipan is one of two things and I will start with what I don't think it is. Okay. So the original rumor was Marzipan is a cross-platform, like you could run iOS apps on the Mac, right? Right. And then vice versa, maybe. Great. That sounds great. I don't think that's exactly what this this version of the project is. I think this year we're going to get a UI framework that's common across both platforms, so you can develop apps that adapt based on the platform they're targeted to without Apple having done the port of the ios apps yet so basically saying that i think they're going to want to do that but they're going to start by having like it's going to be like um bootstrap or like electron basically i was about to to say
1: this is apple's version of Electron. they're
0: going to make electron they're going to be like you can target all of these devices and not say anything about why
1: pretty smart Electron's
0: really taking it's killing them it's killing everybody it's it's like if you're building a desktop app don't do it yeah build data. a web app well why would you like you've got so such low level access now electron got really good and i think electron is apple's fundamental threat like it is it is their like yeah their doomsday scenario because progressive web apps and shit as well are yeah. like you can embed them in that thing you can have this whole desktop app that works offline it's pretty performance slack has gotten like everybody uses slack as the terrible example of like bad performance their memory usage is down it's great insanely low for once like i was looking on my machine yesterday I have something like eleven teams, and it takes four hundred megabytes of RAM. It used to be like
1: eight gigs. Yeah. So yeah, I think this is really interesting because if they do go after Electron, like I, I mean, I'm really hope I'm optimistic on this that it just makes the web better.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing: it will be native. So Um, Apple's Electron will be a native solution that means the developers are distracted from it. That's the thing. I was like excited about it and then I thought about it really hard and that's what I think it actually is. However, so this is how I think it might unfold. They're going to put this UI framework out. It's going to be heavily implied and then next year at WWDC, they trot out, hey, by the way, we're working on like ARM. Here's a reference device like they did with the transition. Oh, interesting. And by the way, that framework that you developed for for the last years, you can now use it and just run the app on your
1: Mac. That makes so much more sense.
0: So it's a great example of this would be TweetBot, right? So right now, TweetBot builds a Mac app. They build an iOS app. So maybe what they could do is use the UI framework on top of their Mac app that later would allow them to share the code base.
1: Oh, so, so that's adapts. really smart. Yeah. yeah. However, I, I don't know. I mean... Well, you know what the problem is going to be. is Is they're going to wall the garden and it's only oh, going to no. run on oh, Apple man. products. Yeah, that's the problem. Versus Electron, like I can develop... A web app and it's going to work in every web browser. Oh, I use a and Mac and work. a PC. Exactly, it's going to work on my Chromebook and it's, it's going to work on my Android phone. It's going to work. Yeah,
0: that's my problem with it too. I don't like that you lose all the benefits of it. So I think it's a mm. stupid idea. But if it's iOS apps that run on a Mac, that's a huge one. I think, like, yeah. objectively, I think that actually might save the platform <laughs> because I would. I you've talked about this before with Android apps on Chrome OS. This oh, it's is like amazing. That, this is like that, but 10x. Yeah. Right. Yeah absolutely like Twitter app natively on the Mac fuck yes
1: I really 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 hope this also spells like the future for the app store the Mac app store is not a great experience I think to say it kindly (laughs) even to just update your apps the whole computer slows down it it doesn't make sense like how bad of an experience it is and the ios app store is beautiful now i don't know if you've seen it on an ipad but it is it's beautiful yeah it's like an enjoyable experience i like want to spend time in the app store which blows my mind that i'm saying that yeah i really hope they can bring that experience to the mac as they like are doubling down and maybe bringing ios apps
0: so that that's that's definitely an interesting one um i think yeah we'll see long term It, it just presents a lot of problems like if this is happening, I think the very obvious next step is actually Mac OS being absorbed into iOS, right? So that's where I see the final thing. And there's actually a rumor about this. There's this, yeah. uh, I will put it in the show notes, the Star device, is an LTE-based Mac-like device that's not running iOS or Mac.
1: It's, yeah. It's the hybrid it that just they... It becomes vo- OS. Yeah, well, it's just or like Apple Windows OS. 10, basically.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, a, it's really interesting. Uh, you mentioned the updates thing before about it being slow. I love it. I love talking about this with people because I'm, I'm like the Windows zealot. Yeah. But um, Ma- Microsoft in the last update for Windows released this new thing called offline servicing, which is like the lamest name ever. But basically, so Mac OS updates are the worst.
1: yeah and they used to be the best
0: yeah but now it takes like two hours three hours they became windows yeah it might take up to an hour if you're on like the modern hardware and it will say like one minute remaining the whole time uh and that's it windows they have this offline servicing thing now so when the update is downloaded it installs the whole thing to 98 percent installed and then asks for the reboot and so the target with it is three minutes or less oh my god and so what happens is it'll be rebooting and it will say like we've already installed most of it we're just doing the final bit and then
1: boom, you're back. And it makes such a difference. So that's similar to how it works on the Chromebook. What it does is it downloads and installs the version in the background. Right. And when you reboot, it boots you into the new version and deletes the old version. Got it. So you're just like, when you're installing Chrome OS, like the updates, it's usually just instant. Because the reboot time is like four seconds. Mm -hmm. From like shutdown to restart, it's like four seconds. Got it. And it's just because it's, like, switching Chrome browsers. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Interesting.
1: Which is genius. Well, it
0: makes sense because they've got containers as well underneath. They're using a lot of really smart shit in their Google OS. It basically is how I imagine Apple will play this out. It's like everything will be containerized. Eventually they can service it. But right now it's junk. I do agree that this year is probably the apology to it. I've got one last thing that I think may or may not happen. I just want to bring it up in case it does. Yeah, do it. Uh, iOS redesign. That's the other thing you could take away from the invite. So that was the thing that was rumored to be not happening. However, I'm 100% open to the idea of that being a diversionary tactic so it doesn't leak. Is saying like, oh, we're not doing this oh you think so yeah why not huh it'll it be genius it's like and apple was good at this right like apple is good at like fucking with people's heads basically and so here's here's this is like far out there i don't think they're that good but i will say like a strategic leak about how you're not doing something direct from craig Frederigi's team very fascinating in case you happen to have a very secret team actually working yeah. on that yeah right because it, it basically stops people looking Right. Because this journalism, like, this is not journalism. It's just, like, the shitty rumor sites, and they only know where to look, and they base it based on what they hear. So,
1: yeah. I don't That's know. That's interesting. I th- I think material design, too, is really, really good. Oh, my God. It's so cool. And it's not even the finished version. Yeah, man. it's not even launched officially.
0: Oh, the Google Apps look so good.
1: Yeah, the Google Apps look amazing, and I think that, you know, App- Apple's got some stuff in their back pocket design-wise, so I think that we've got some exciting stuff coming. But I think we didn't. We talked about this before we started recording. Yeah, it's a three-dimensional graphic for the invite, Mm. and like they just—I know the iMac Pro is like a punchline, Mm. but like
0: that is a punchline. When they
1: announced it, they were like, "This is perfect for AR and VR, (laughs) right? All the power you need for making VR stuff." Definitely not doing that. You don't think they're doing any VR stuff?
0: oh do you think mm, they are i know they are i mean like they're doing it in wellington new zealand really yeah they have a vr lab that works with Weta workshop i can tell you that and i know where the office is but it's not under apple's name
1: interesting yeah
0: it's in new zealand i'm pretty sure it's on the terrace in wellington
1: i think if we're gonna get hardware this year Mm. that's new it might be vr stuff no no you don't think so not this year i don't know
0: If anything, it will be a partnership with somebody who's already making it. So it looks like, Yeah, so it looks like they're not doing it. I don't think yeah. they want you to know
1: that they're doing it yet. Yeah, so there's a lot of rumors would they about it this. it with the iMac Pro? Because, Come buy this $5,000 computer to make shit for oh, the yeah. Oculus? Okay, like, that, doesn't makes, make sense. that makes me laugh. However, I
0: will say I think it's because they're scared shitless of all of those people switching platform for this. Yeah. So like VR development, oh. you literally couldn't do it without a Windows yeah, you before. build like a because Oculus PC. abandoned it. Yeah, Oculus still doesn't officially support the Mac. By the way,
1: you have to install Windows on your Mac to make it work. Yeah, that's interesting. Cause, I, cause I'm a VR skeptic. Like, oh yeah. I, I don't. I don't think it's gonna ever take off. Yeah. I think it's 3D TVs.
0: Yeah, it is 3D it's TVs. It's never gonna happen. I have. But, I have a take brewing. That's why I'm looking into the distance here. Yeah.
1: I. So, but I'm. I'm just skeptical on it because I. I think there's such a high barrier to entry, and if. Somebody can drive that down. I've I mean, got cardboard two, I've got is two like takes here. cardboard's like an attempt where Google's like, here's a free piece of cardboard, it's or so you can cute. order it for like a couple bucks, or make your own and put your phone in it. But I think strapping your phone to your face is not the no. What's you should, gonna, it should be dedicated device. Yeah, and dedicated device. And also, are it gets hot. Hundreds of dollars. So I, I'm waiting, okay. I've got a take. Okay, go
0: ahead. Oculus Go launched a few weeks ago. Okay, tell nobody us about knows about it because they did a shitty job of launching it right in the middle of Russia o'clock uh did they do the f8 yes
1: oh see, Idiots. F8 was like i didn't
0: even pay attention because it was like facebook dating and i was like great and tuning out <laughs> um anyway so they basically launched oculus go oculus go is what you're saying it's a standalone package for vr so the thing has device inside it already it lasts 10 hours it no wires it just charges whatever great i have a feeling that that category is where it's is interesting yes. they need to sell it for less it's currently i think 199 or 250 which is decent but i think you need to get down to what 150 to make it like silly money however however the reason i think it's interesting is twofold first of all i have a weird story i was in a car with somebody doing an uberpool in san francisco and we were talking about how the future is really messed up this is just like the topics i talk about in cars And she worked at like financial institutions and she's one of these people who looks at future technologies and their impact on the companies. It was fascinating. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, so we were talking in the back of the car and she's like, oh my God, I have to show you this photo. And I'm like, okay, this stranger wants to show me a photo. She shows me a photo of her husband on the couch with his Oculus Go. She said that for the last, he had just gotten it and he just sits there for hours in this world doing whatever. He'll be like, ah, I'm watching a movie. (laughs) And like, he can't hear her. And so that's one. That's number one. My mouth's on the floor. I know. But, yeah, like, escaping I... worlds, I think, is something interesting with that thing. Because it's wireless. He, She said that they have the Oculus, the other one, the big one with the bajillion wires. And the problem with it is it's not immersive because you are tied to a wall. Right. If you can sit on your couch without, like, anything around and then move and then put it back on, it's crazy.
1: I mean, like, I've heard that, like, flying on a plane with the, like, Samsung that was gonna movie be number two thing yeah. is, like, amazing.
0: So she told me that this thing, he had also flown with it immediately on the first day. And it changed his whole perspective. He said he was like a business class guy because he works at a bank. And he flew with that. He was like, I don't give a shit where I sit anymore. I'll just put that thing on and just go in it the whole flight.
1: Holy shit.
0: Uh, but apparently it's just awesome. Like, I can get it because everything on a plane is terrible, like sensory overload,
1: terrible. I hate planes. Can we go back to you talking about the price point? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think if they go, so who's your market here, right? And like with technology like this, the best market is gamers. Gamers and Christmas presents. Yeah, if you can do Nintendo Switch mm. for Ocu- like if Oculus Go becomes a Nintendo Switch, yeah. you could sell it for three hundred dollars. Yeah, that's that is interesting a reasonable point. price it's point interesting for point. gaming
0: yeah it is interesting it's quite fascinating to me that none of these companies have acquired any properties as well so like nintendo is still a company like i'm just so surprised apple doesn't have them and start like shoving that into their own things i'm surprised that all of that no there's no there's all this acquisition in the music space right now of like original content yeah and like it's not happening in games and i find that really fascinating because it's such a big market that still is just not being touched at all because i think they're scared because it's very capital intensive yeah. anyway back to the point i am not convinced that apple will ship vr hardware yet i've there's a lot of rumors that they're working on it i'm 100 sure they're working on it i just don't think that they can get it good enough yet to be um what's the word so different from what's on the market how they usually enter categories like apple watch when it came out i was like holy shit like Every smartwatch to date before that was, like, this gimmicky plastic shit. Yeah. And then Apple Watch came out and it just didn't even look like a watch. Like, you know I what I know. mean? I'm also, like, an Apple Watch skeptic. Oh, no. We can yeah, talk about that the, later. The launch of it was arguably, like, I had nobody had seen anything like that.
1: I just don't think it's the right form factor yet.
0: I, I agree and disagree. Anyway, let's yeah, move on. Yeah, Okay, we'll dub talk dub about about those day. are the rumors. Look, we'll talk about this next week uh, after the thing. Tune in. It's in the show notes, the link. You can subscribe and it will tell you that's that so next topic we're post gdpr (laughs) Woo! we survived it
1: uh did you accept our cookie warning to come here oh my god please
0: accept the cookie warning or stop listening Uh, to this
1: podcast so many pop-ups on websites so many so many huge pop-ups yeah like cannot use our product cannot see what you're trying to accept
0: yeah this is the problem it's like you don't even know what's happening at all, you came to the website, you didn't even get like anything on the screen yet, and you got a cookie warning. Tumblr is my favorite one. I do. Yeah, the Tumblr one? one is like a, a crazy amount of toggles. Yeah, three hundred twenty-eight toggles, and it hits you every time you go to the website, even if it's somebody's blog. Oh. But that's classic Yahoo, by the way.
1: So uh, the one that I think of has I've seen the most. You know how news sites are always Ugh. like the. Paywall warnings, or you've read so many articles so far this month. It's your last chance. It, so uh, Owen sent me the uh, APK for the new Google News app. Oh, it's right. So good. I'm it's on so the good. beta version of Pixel, the Dev Channel, and I'm trying it out. It's be- it's a great app. Mm-hmm. It's really it, like I put it in my doc. I like want to use news more. I want to check the news mm-hmm. more outside of like checking Twitter. Mm-hmm. But every time I click on one of these articles, it hits a page that's like, oh, you're in Europe, here's the thing, accept this. Oh, also you've only done this many articles, you have this many left. It's, mm. it's kind of a lot. And I think the news industry's already hit enough with like advertising problems right. and losing their money, especially because companies like Facebook and Google. Mm. So this is just like, it's another layer of like, not wanting to click into articles oh it's
0: just so annoying it actually does make me stop reading yeah the only, the really fascinating thing about it is in google news when they use amp like the google yeah. a- accelerated mobile pages it doesn't happen right?
1: okay so let's talk about amp for a second so gdpr AMP. happened yes it's and terrible usa today's website oh my god so y- if you go to usa today from europe
0: or just type in eu.usatoday.com it also works
1: yep do that hmm. it's a it's a way better website. It's incredible actually.
0: It's like if you made a new site that worked.
1: <laughs> yeah, it looks like the have you ever gone to like mobile Twitter on desktop? Yeah, yeah, it's just really nice. And, and it looks fast. like that. It fast. It's so nice. So um they got rid of all their ad tracking, they got rid of the ads, hmm. they got rid of all the JavaScript is what I heard. Oh yes. Someone ninety percent of it, yeah. Someone looked at the size of the website. Their normal website, if you just go in the United States, hmm. it's five point two megabytes. It's 500 kilobytes. Uh, The EU site is 500 kilobytes. It's so small. Wow. It's It's, it's
0: so fast. I've clicked on it by accident a few times, and it's amazing.
1: It's really what the web should be
0: like? Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because I had a discussion with somebody yesterday that is on this topic. It's like... Okay, so here's an example of why publishers just mess this up over and over and over. Like, publishing is just screwed right now because... They're like, oh, well, okay, we're going to get a paid business model. Great. Full disclosure, I have a paid. newsletter you can subscribe to it. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, they do this thing where, so you go on New York Times, and they're like, hey, you can pay us and support great journalism. And I'm always like, great, so I pay.
1: The ads are still there. Oh, I, it's like Hulu. You pay for a subscription oh and God. you get ads. I, I, I can't stand it. It's not so my favorite business model.
0: I think it's, the whole industry is going to bottom out, and I think GDPR is starting it. They basically started the ad tech apocalypse and I will give John Edgar credit for this because he predicted this many, many episodes ago that ad tech would just basically implode or have to be based on a different model, right? Like tracking by default is not going to work. I think it's important that tracking exists for targeted ads. I think there's less weird ways to do it, right? Like it doesn't have to be this weird i mean here's an example okay so we're, we're in this post gdpr world i want to give you my favorite example i'll embed it in the uh show notes my tv yesterday got a software update
1: oh, i saw this, a this silent crazy. software
0: update so I, I turn it on and it's like oh by the way android is upgrading i'm like okay cool cool usually it asks me and then it flash white, and then it came up with like this page that was gdpr it was nine screens of do you accept this privacy policy? Do you accept this privacy policy from this other company? Oh my heard? God. And then you got to the end and it would tell you all the things it was doing. And I just unticked everything because it was horrendous. I am surprised. Like, the, I think the reason that just smart TVs have gone so cheap is because they're monetizing this shit out of you without telling you until now. So it told me that uh, I had to, I could uh, opt in. No, I had to opt out of it. It was it was pre-checked but I could opt out. There was one that would, like, monitored what you clicked on and what apps you used and for how long and targeted ads to you based on that cross-platform fascinating luckily i wasn't signed into my android tv
1: oh my god and all of
0: these different things and so what actually had happened is like Philips, the company that makes my tv i love that tv in general it's which great. tv do you it's have the ambilight one with the crazy leds i love it it's and it great. runs
1: the android it runs android that's cool but Philips
0: hijacked the software and inserts their own shit at runtime uh that you can't install so it's like not allowed to do this but Philips, because they control the rom they just right. like insert it and it's crazy because you can delete it and it comes back like they're doing some dodgy shit behind the hood but whatever and these are the things you find out after you're getting the tv and my favorite thing is all of the people who have at mentioned me saying like don't buy a smart tv have you tried
1: not buying a smart tv it doesn't exist yeah it's so hard i don't want it i just want to plug well, in my own set top box and i want they it still come with this shit I know. On it
0: well i want i want this but just give me like i want google to make the tv maker just like not do anything to it just like yeah end to end i this is the reason i bought a smart tv in the first place is i actually trust google to make the software better than i trust phillips to make software or samsung like ties is shit yeah like and I, I trust Google to make good... Because the Android TV thing takes over the TV menus and everything. So it's, like, all by Google. That's Except nice. The problem is, classic Google mistake, it's not managed by Google. So, like, all these TV vendors just, like, slather their own shit in it and make it worse. And so it's just fascinating because, like, GDPR has revealed all of this stuff that was going on before. And now you've got this option
1: um but okay so wait well that's like instapaper right so oh instapaper shut down in the eu with like 24 hours notice Even 48 less. hours it was, it was eight crazy. hours crazy they emailed at one in the morning western europe time and they're like oh it's because gdpr but and we like, didn't have time
0: to do it and i'm like it was two years ago that this was announced
1: yeah but like <laughs> okay so gdpr going into effect like we talked about last week it's yeah you have to have a policy in place right and you have to start thinking about, you know, right to be forgotten and
0: yeah. the right but to you know, have your to data, right?
1: Yeah. But why did they have to? Sh- like, what were they hiding?
0: Well, yeah. I had a lot of arguments slash heated discussions with the founder guy, and we couldn't see eye to eye on it. He was he was very starry eyed, San Francisco like whatever about it. He kept saying, "Oh, it's because I underestimated the scope of work to be done." by time. And I like that's a nice genuine reply I thought. Yeah. Then I thought about it. I was like, but okay, first of all, why are you out here defending yourself alone when Pinterest owns you? Like like this is not good optics for Pinterest that they're basically like leaving you over here to do the thing, right? Like he's defending himself. Oh sorry, I didn't have time. Pinterest must have GDPR people who are like, "Hey, you don't need to be ready, but assuming apparently that he doesn't get to share their lawyers, but isn't allowed to talk about what the actual problem is."
1: Yeah, it's. I think they're just doing
0: data collection; that they're not allowed to do. Yeah, because here's the thing: so by shutting down, he doesn't have to disclose it, right? Right. So if if Phillips would have updated, uh, stopped the Android TV working, and then updated it and removed all of the tracking software, on. After GDPR Day, for example, they wouldn't have to disclose the shit they were doing before. This is the interesting thing about GDPR: is like, if you update it and remove all the shady shit, you don't have to tell people what you were doing before. Essentially, that's what I think happened here: is Instapaper was doing a lot of things it shouldn't have, didn't remove them in time, and so shut down to remove
1: them, and will relaunch and be like, "We're not tracking you." See, it's weird. It's a weird move. It's a weird move. It's weird for Pinterest. So, Pinterest, I mean, uh, I used to work on a PR team, and our boss, uh, Aaron, would always say that nobody hates Pinterest.
0: No, it's true. They never have bad
1: press. No, not yet. I mean, with a company that raises that much funding and doesn't have, like... uh, They don't have uh, Nazis. They don't have Nazis. But, you know, like, sometimes it's been a little hard to understand how they're going to ever make money. I still have no idea. And so... (laughs) But they don't get bad press. And it's amazing and good for their PR team. They must be great people. That explains a lot. Is this... Is this like a protect Pinterest a little bit moment? Maybe. Where I, like,
0: I wonder if it's like cast him out in the dark because we acquired him and he's going to make us look bad.
1: I mean, if so, let's say Instagram had a horrible problem like this. Yeah. Would Facebook jump in well, front I, of that? I, yeah, I assume
0: Facebook's PR team would Maybe. be roadblocking it. It doesn't make sense to me that he doesn't even have a Pinterest PR person who's saying they're an Instapaper PR person.
1: Well, it might be better to come from him.
0: Yeah, but it looks worse because it's so yeah. disingenuous. All he's been saying is, sorry, I hope he'll be back soon, but I can't say more. It's even worse. Like, just hire a lawyer to say that and I'll feel better. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so, GDPR. I made a silly website that you should look at, GDPRHallofShame.com. I spent half of my week last week uh, taking phone interviews and uh, dealing with the traffic on it because I was just like, okay, what if we just... The reason I'm bringing it up is you should look because I think it's, it's actually so just, like, funny. hilarious. Yeah, I've basically been collecting the worst examples of this and if you find one please send it to me um i'm hoping to go on a couple of podcasts this week about it um it's been kind of fun like a lot of people have been like you're very mean and i'm sitting here <laughs> yeah like you're mean to the people who worked really hard on these flows and i'm like yeah but you're mean to your users for doing this like i'm not trying to be mean yeah i want to highlight how not to do it basically uh, maybe i'll make gdpr hall of fame.com.
1: oh snap twitter's
0: one was actually really good
1: Really? It had it was just like two
0: screens with four switches. And it was just like, do you want targeted advertising? Yes or no. And it would turn everything off if you didn't. Do you want us to track you on websites? No. It turns everything off if it doesn't. And like... Should I be you, worried that I never saw this? Uh, it's rolling out. Like they haven't... It's Yeah, I mean, this is how you should do it. You don't have to have everybody's acceptance on day one. Oh, you, you just perfect. have to roll it out and have a plan. Anyway, so I wanted to say one thing about the TV. I emailed them asking for a data export because that's part of GDPR. I don't think they expected anybody to read the terms and conditions to the end to find the email address of our data exports, and I did, and I emailed them, and I think they're surprised somebody emailed them because they have no idea what to do. Did they send you a response? Yeah, they sent me a response like, Hi, thanks for emailing privacy at philips.com. We will look into your request, and we take it very seriously, but it may take some time to get back to you. That's it.
1: They have three days.
0: Well, they do. I emailed them back, and I said, Just a reminder that the deadline is now set on this date. I'm an asshole. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm just like I'm just like okay. This obviously, this company was hoping that nobody would do this, and as a result, I want to know what they store, right? Right. So anyway, 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 anyway. That's enough about GDPR.
1: Okay, it's uh, just weather update. It's raining and it's so hot, now, but it's also like thirty degrees, thirty-one. degrees. It's in so hot. Anyway. Um, okay. Next. On the All right. List. I want to talk about Snap.
0: Okay, and it's like maybe, how far are we? We can edit this part out.
1: Oh, we're like uh, 42 minutes. Okay, so maybe let's make this the last. uh, Yeah, we spent a while setting up the live stream. Yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, but then we can keep it under 45 total, probably, if we do that. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, cool. Sorry, I forgot to set the timer at the start. So this is, again, Drew gets the insights. Um, Oh, no, I was looking at logic. Yeah, cool. Uh, But everybody's hearing us organize. (laughs) All
1: two of you. Okay, so. Okay, so Snap released an API oh my god no, um, no, okay. no, it's no. rumored that rumored will, I'm sorry a rumored. developer platform snap rumored a developer platform and I think this is really interesting because I'm I don't use snap anymore mm. uh, I like instagram stories and did you uninstall it yeah I, I don't even know how to log in anymore yeah it's, I have a same it goes two factor to a phone number I don't have anymore I was a anymore. very active user really snap originally So, that's interesting. I'd love to hear more about that Hmm. and why you switched over. But
0: everybody... Well, the TLDR is everybody stopped using
1: it. Yeah. I had a lot of friends who were
0: using Snapchat, and then everybody stopped using it.
1: It's really interesting because you would think that people go to all the other options, but, like, nobody's using Facebook stories. It's all Instagram. Oh, gross. Yeah. Gross. So, I think this is really a good move on their part is... So, the rumor is that you'll be able to put the Snap, like, a broadcast in your app like the whole camera like the whole camera the whole snap camera in your app yeah
0: and so you're you're you are um i'm trying to think of an example you are airbnb and you want people to share photos of their experience in this story you can embed the whole snap camera and add directly to the story that's basically like that's the idea is like make it easier to add snap as an experience and encourage people
1: to share stuff if someone at airbnb is listening please do that that's such a cool idea well there
0: you go please steal this but but this is the premise basically is like where other companies have failed twitter should be doing this actually like absolutely twitter like why does twitter not embed like deep sharing shit natively like why do they not have twitter kit i'll tell you why because they're incompetent however this is fascinating uh most of all because they didn't ever allow this like yeah snap has been famous for not working with others
1: and, but this is re- – I think it's smart of them. I think it's interesting, and it makes me sort of tempted to, like, poke around a little bit, download it again.
0: Well, the timing is incredible as well. Like, the way that this has panned out is, is quite funny. Snap didn't have an API, so it meant that they didn't have any privacy problems unlike Facebook. And, now, uh. fa- and now, <laughs> now that Facebook's in trouble, they're locking down their API. They're going the opposite. They're becoming more insular. And Snap is like, hey – We're going to launch a developer platform that isn't shit. And they're apparently even working on like login with Snap. So. I think this is smart. And I think it's really interesting. It's also like, it's a classic platform play. Yeah. But the difference here being that they're so late to the game that it actually might work out for them. Yeah. Um, Because everybody's going the opposite direction. Privacy, blah, 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 blah. Snapchat is in a position where they could actually advertise that as part of it because they haven't done it to date. And they could actually save their platform. Yeah. In my in my mind, like they would basically enable a whole new category of things to happen. The biggest threat for them under this model is like Apple just banning this.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Well, right? Like Apple's never done this historically, but can you imagine right. how Apple might react if people start embedding Snapkit instead of camera kit right. in the app? So like instead of just like having the native camera, they're always embedding Snapchat's camera. I don't think it would last
1: which is like a wrapper around camera like camera kits baked in there
0: yeah of course but that's an interesting conundrum because it's in Apple's interest not to have that happen yeah it's also in their interest to have it happen but I just think they're so dumb at this stuff now that like they would just block
1: it later it's I yeah it's this, what, I'm in this, this place with Apple where every time they just do a, dumb stuff a competition to them comes up I'm like why don't they just Here's this buy it I got
0: this I've got this week's example for you okay, it makes ahead. me really mad too Apple TV great great
1: I love my Apple TV I,
0: like I returned it we'll talk about that another time I I,
1: I like I like didn't have a TV for a while yeah. and like got a TV again because I wanted my Apple TV again yeah
0: I just can't use it because a you can't Chromecast to it and b the HDR is just so broken anyway anyway anyway. Apple TV. Yeah. Steam gaming company released, what's it called? Steam Valve. What It's like this? they have this, ah, uh, Steam Link. Yeah. It's an app that on Android and every other platform, you can get it on your computer. You can stream one computer to another so you can use it on your TV without having your whole like thunking desktop there. So it's like inside your home. Launched on Android, great. Launched on iOS, uh, Apple TV. It was there for 24 hours and then Apple banned it because uh. they were like, well, you can purchase apps through this from steam and also you can stream inappropriate content to it
1: i'm like stop being prudes that's i mean just you could just do it with airplay but airplay I can, sucks airplay does suck but oh. you i mean it's ugh, it's so but weird this is, it's so anti-competitive yeah anyway okay that was it yeah, was come around but okay yeah. so snap okay it's so spectacles came out i don't even two remember years what, two years three years somewhere in there Two years, and They had a great launch strategy. It was incredible. Where they're like, we're going to do vending machines, and they're going to be in the middle of fucking nowhere. And people will
0: drive there very quickly to get them because they were so hard to get.
1: So they left one in the desert and people drove there for it. And I mean, like, genius. And they start popping up more. I was refreshing that website all the time. I want. I wanted them. I was interested. I didn't use Snap yeah, that much then I didn't either, either. But I was like, oh, this is cool. It's interesting. I want to know more about it. I want to see them in person. It took me months to see them in person. Yeah. And I saw, like, one person. versus when google glass came out unfortunately i saw a billion of them but that's
0: why snapchat snap is great at branding snap is very very good at that
1: yeah absolutely and And marketing i I was really impressed and then like there was that article about like the tens of thousands of spectacles sitting in a warehouse somewhere holy shit so many Okay, so... It failed as a product. I went to a department store in Amsterdam called the Beinkorf. The
0: Beinkorf.
1: I wish Frederick was here. She would pruna- yeah, it's, pronounce it's it better. Yeah, it's just like the
0: most Dutch. It's just like the fancy... It's just like
1: Macy's or something, but like... Or like Nordstrom. Yeah, but like dying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's a big it's a big just department big. store. It's like six floors or something. It's giant. And I'm walking around. I'm like scoping out. I was looking for... I can't even remember what I was looking for, but there's this little electronic section. hmm And there's this pile of spectacles sitting on a table all discounted. And I just just like discounted
0: a department
1: store. (laughs) Oh! I sent a picture to Owen immediately. I was like, this is this is here first off, they're in Amsterdam in person. There's no there's no security case. There's nothing. Retail they're just sitting on a table that's like I don't know, it's like the Barnes and Noble bestsellers table. There's just like a bunch of electronics that no one has bought. Sitting there and and again discounted i was really surprised so i don't know i'm really interested to see like should i have grabbed them okay they're so this coming v2. out with v2 yeah sorry it's just launched they just launched v2 i didn't mean to like yeah, skip no, over it's that part
0: but that so the reason that i'm excited about v2 is that they finally they've refined a, a lot of the problems with it it's a lot faster the battery's better blah blah blah, blah they're a blah. little bit
1: they're, different form
0: factor yeah it's a bit smaller less yeah. heavier blah 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 I really, really love them. I was just thinking, it's like a GoPro for your face. Like, I I like the idea of that. It's less, the the reason I liked it was like, if you're going to go on a boat, like we did in the weekend in Amsterdam and just drive around, I think it's cool to have a pair of sunglasses that you can take photos with without looking like an asshole pulling out your DSLR the whole time. I really think it's cool for that stuff. And I've, been, I've heard it's cool if you have kids and like that kind of thing. I love that because it's just like you got your perspective take a photo, carry on with your life.
1: Oh, that's interesting because when you said kids, I thought of like the Google clip.
0: Oh, yeah, I love that thing, too. But Google just messed up by not giving it away for free. Anyway, yeah, anyway, anyway, uh, so I, the biggest problem with them is I think where you were going with this, you they didn't work properly to get them to work. You had to like open the Snap app, push this button, switch to the Wi-Fi settings, connect to them, Go back to Snap, download everything, disconnect from the glasses, otherwise you couldn't use the internet anymore. That kind of thing. And so yes. on Android, this is fixed with the new version. On iOS, not. I remember because now why do... I never bought them yes. when they were sitting this. there. Apparently, yeah. it takes up to five minutes to get this process to work. It's just like Bluetooth pairing all over, and it sucks because here's the, here's the thing. We're coming back to A- Apple again. Apple doesn't want you to do this the way that Snap needs you to do it, and so Snap is like basically screwed by the platform. Right. They can't make the product experience that's magic where it
1: just syncs or whatever because Apple doesn't let them. So you're saying that the, now that I'm on Android... Yeah, you, you would actually have a great time. Sorry, I, should, I made yeah. it sound better. <laughs> um,
0: but, well, the biggest issue right now is like, and this comes full circle to developer platform, Snapchat can sell their hardware a lot more interestingly if they can get it A, on my face, and B, in every other app. If I can record that shit in a different app, I'm sold.
1: So their API and new hardware together might save Snap. What
0: if I didn't have to use Snap to use their platform?
1: Oh, see, that's genius.
0: Like, it's it's an interesting question, right? Like, what if you could use... Like, I'm interested in using Snapchat, I'm not lying. Like, I'm, I'm genuinely interested, but I'm more interested in natively capturing those things and sharing them on there maybe later. Uh, and so if they would, A, either just, like, make some sort of way to auto-launch it, I, I don't know, like, or embed it in every other app. Like, what if I could share natively from my spectacles and in Instagram stories? I mean, it's not a lose. I would 100% do that. It's not a lose for Snap, no. right? Like, what if the platform actually let you post on both? Like. I would do that in a heartbeat. And I think Snap is maybe in a position to do that now.
1: Do you think their API also means other third-party hardware? So yeah, you mentioned so that's what I wanted. Yeah. Like, that would be cool if you could stream your GoPro to your. Stories. I would love I,
0: I, that would be amazing what if you had the drone thing oh yeah drones are yeah. skydio have you seen the skydio drone holy shit I should I've talk about that i've seen it i'm machine also a drone skeptic d- oh yeah me too <laughs> machine learning drone so into it so basically tldr skydio is a drone that costs three thousand dollars which is crazy but it has onboard machine learning not cloud assisted that understands what things look like and so you say like i want to follow me oh so I on have the seen app this. you tap you then you tap it, and then I'll sh- oh, embed a video. It's, it's like, you watch the videos, and you're like, this is nuts. Like, we can't do this already. And basically what it does, so you would be on a run in the forest. And it follows you. it's following you. you. But it's also dodging the trees and, like, adjusting its own height and going around objects and not crashing.
1: That, it's so cool. I just, like. And that and Snap. Give uh, it to me. I, I hate to take it here, but I'm so worried about, like, the military applications Oh and yeah. shit like I this. mean,
0: yesterday they released an update for this thing. Now it can track cars. And I was like cool (laughs) because that's the military like the fbi is buying these i'm
1: telling you this yeah this is military technology well it's just consumerized military technology like it's technology
0: because it's on the consumer market they can now buy it and use it without alerting people to the fact that they're building it
1: yeah Right. Until they do their quarterly earnings, and it's like one quarter of our money is from the yeah, DOD. Well, that's yeah, it's one like payroll like place. Yeah. Anyway, I
0: I think it's promising. I really like the idea of a Snap platform as well. I, I actually saw it, and I, my first gut reaction was ugh, whatever. And then I was like, this is actually fundamentally a genius Spiegel moment. Yeah. Is is like if they would go and go now and integrate with all these different platforms, Spotify, and do custom filters that oh can integrate God. with yeah. stuff. I just think that throwing the doors open now is interesting timing and quite smart
1: yeah i'm i'm pretty excited about this to be honest yeah and, and i it's didn't think be, i'd say that about yeah, snapchat in I'm, 2018 like, i'm
0: surprised i'm gonna come back to this yeah and i'm gonna like pull you up on this i will say that uh on the flip side snap is dying actively dying right now and that's like it's very easy to be hype but they if they did earnings yesterday man it was bad oh it's like negative 328 million last quarter
1: I mean, look at just their stock chart from their IPO. I
0: own Snapchat stock. I hate myself. I
1: can't believe you bought it. Ah, when, I just so,
0: it was so high at the lodge.
1: It was before we knew each other, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was a podcast listener at the time when you said you bought Snap shares. Well, John and, and I both did. I think. In my, I was like screaming at the podcast. So, I was like, I "Don't I see, do it!" I see how
0: much money I've lost.
1: Oh, I didn't. God. I didn't put
0: much into it because they weren't worth much at the time. I think I maybe put five
1: hundred. I, f- I feel like you used to talk about stocks more on the podcast. Oh, I but...
0: love. I love talking about stocks. I okay. I'll tell you what I'm long on, and then I'll shut up.
1: Okay, what are you long on? Shopify. Absolutely.
0: It's the only shopping platform that matters. Uh.
1: Well, okay. So I'm biased. Here. E-commerce. E-commerce. So it. Square just bought Weebly. <laughs> I used to work at Square. Full disclosure, and I didn't know this was happening. So like, I'm not sharing any. I lost 50 years on Snap so far. But I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't count them out.
0: Have you used Weebly? Yeah. I would count them out. <laughs>
1: yeah, but you've used
0: Square. <laughs> yes, it's great, but yeah. I don't trust. Okay, here's my take. Genius. Genius acquisition. Actually so genius. Good. They should have bought Webflow. They bought I, shit Webflow. I agree with you. But I don't think they could have Okay, have so Webflow. just since we're talking about this like so many like
1: Adobe bought Marketa.
0: Oh no, that's right. And, and they, that was. No, a that, you huge... mean they also bought Mag- Magento. Oh, Magento. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I thought you meant M- M- Marqueso. that also exists. Magento is the There's only of... other e commerce platform. I love that this is a total tangent. Magento is an, uh, the only other e commerce platform out there that is big. Like, big, big. I mean, like, if you're not using Shopify, you end up on Magento. Interesting. And it's open source and it's self hosted. And that's why everybody uses it. Okay. So... As somebody who used it for two years, it almost made me leave the industry.
1: Yeah. It's bad. Okay, so you were talking about it in your newsletter. Yes. About how this is Adobe's shot at Shopify. Yes. But I think it's also it's shot at Webflow and Squarespace. Yeah, it's interesting. Because Squarespace is such a large business for building yes. and designing things. And they don't That's... have e-commerce yet, do they?
0: Oh, they do. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Square Commerce. You know that um, Webflow is also no, Squarespace. launching
1: something. Squarespace. Squarespace.
0: Squarespace Commerce. Yes. Oh, my God. Why did Square not buy Squarespace? I know. It would have been so nice. Square.
1: Oh, my God. But could, so even, Adobe, like, okay, it yeah. used to be the software you would have to buy to build web mm. pages, right? Mm-hmm. You'd use DreamWorks or whatever, Fireworks. You'd design it in Photoshop. There were so many people mm. building websites in Adobe. And they've all migrated to these WYSIWYG editors like Squarespace. Yeah, nice stuff. Or Webflow.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. And Shopify has that built in.
1: Right. And so I think that Adobe did this acquisition to, like, try and compete in a space so, where people are building stuff
0: i think adobe did exactly that but adobe made a huge mistake yeah and here's why it doesn't compete right <laughs> um, have and so Shopify. it's a classic i suspect that adobe acquired this simply because on paper it looks really good so magento is actually this is the problem with magento everybody online talks about how great it is because nobody talks nobody like nobody's going to go online and talk about how shit like it's easier to find good reviews about these things than it is bad. And most of these Magento projects end up spending so much money that everybody loves them because they've got the sunk cost fallacy. All I can say oh, is when I was dealing God. with it, I won't say where, um, we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on getting it to work like a normal website, let alone... Like, here's here's an example of like what a normal day would look like. If you need to update a product, if you're launching a new product, it'll be 36 clicks just to put it up. Like, it's already in the system, which took you three days. Oh, my God. And if you, put it in, if you click in the wrong order, it will break the thing, so you have to delete it and do it all again. It's, it's like if a bunch of back-end developers got together, never talked to anybody, built this crazy back-end, and then were like, oh, we also need a front-end, and then also built that with back-end technology, and then launched it, and then realized that they'd never tested it with anybody. That's how they built the new Magento. Oh, my God. Hosting Magento side... 50k visitors what would you think this would cost i don't know okay uh just ballpark i mean you
1: know i pay like a hundred dollars a year for squarespace okay so okay
0: (laughs) monthly cost for magento uh to get it performing ish for that many people over 1500 euros a month like the problem with it is it's a platform that's just like built for the uh cto to buy it because it checks all the boxes right and it's self-hosted that's the huge play here it's the only self-hosted platform it's only one unfortunately your company will probably go bankrupt before you launch it also that magento developers are specialized php developers that cost twice as much this is like in that sap territory where it's suspicious and the problem with it is is like it's built as a platform for those people and that's why i think adobe bought it i can tell you that people are
1: running from the shit, and so square
0: is an interesting position right now
1: yeah I mean, I, I'm always going to be pro-square. I, I, I think it, they've made a lot of really smart I choices, love this but. is total tangent. All right, so, so you're Shop- long on Shopify. Shopify,
0: I'm long on Shopify for this reason. I love that this ended up being just like the stocks things we did with John before. John, tell us what you're buying right now. Just write in Slack. Uh, no, Discord. <laughs> uh, so I'm long on Shopify, A, because they have a huge lead here. They have a huge lead. It's so good. Uh, unfortunately, the lead they don't have is with larger businesses. Shopify falls apart really fast when you're big. If you're a company that's doing more than a million dollars in revenue, you're going to yeah. have a bad time. You can't... It's not very... Like, you can't... go on custom, basically, you have to go get a bespoke bullshit from them. And then you're locked into a thousand mo- a month minimum. Genius. Gen- genius. Because you can't migrate away from yeah. it. Yeah. We were going to move to it. Unfortunately... That's the only like. The, there's no other option. Like, if you look at the market after that, it's then Magento and then a lot of small players. Right. Well, it immediately gets really woo commerce. Oh, um, would you like to trick a blog into being an e-commerce? <laughs> Welcome.
1: Can we, ta- can we talk about Etsy for a second. Etsy. Oh my god, it exists. Because they so they changed their business model when they wanted to IPO, and alienated a ton of their Everybody, customers.
0: All of their creators. All of their customers. <sighs>
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, their customers, like the the shops. Um, but yeah. yeah, totally. Two sided market. Yeah, <laughs> the buyers as well. But I, they I know they're trying to fix their problems. But do you see them as even a competitor in this space anymore? No, I. Uh,
0: well, they're in the. So that's the other side of this whole thing. They're in the commoditization side. So it's like Amazon. Like the the other side of this equation is, do you need Shopify? If Amazon exists, because you no longer have a storefront, you're not really a brand at that point. And so Etsy, I find, I put, I kind of lump them in that category because they're like Amazon, but a bit kinder. But like, I just don't. It's, Etsy was where you went when you thought the Amazon results weren't good enough. Like, I want more handmade version of this generic thing I'm buying. Like, right? You don't want to uh, buy I really, it from I, the factory. I don't yeah. mean to like put it down any more than that because I do respect Etsy as a company and they have been pretty cool to their creators in the past. Not anymore. Uh, but I like the idea, of, and I think I think it is a threat, but it's not the same thing. I think what we're more describing is a big shift in the internet that like nobody uses their own stuff anymore, and I find it really sad. Yeah, it's and lots it's of a, like
1: working with platforms. Well,
0: it's like maybe this is a topic for a future podcast, but like I run my own websites and stuff, and that's actually pretty rare now. Like most people aren't getting a web server and putting Magento or Craft Commerce or whatever CMS you want on them and running it anymore you go to medium.com you sign up and you put your domain name on it you go to Squarespace you put your domain name on it and that's the interesting thing that's happening here is Shopify is like a hosted version of that and that's why I think they're succeeding is like it is on their service but they've done really well at letting you differentiate like you can customize a lot and you can write the code if you want it's just a really bad experience in which I will not get into that Uh, or you can self-host and I think Shopify walks the line really well whereas others do not
1: I think also you bring up the point of like self hosting and i i think most the products and services i go to now are either on aws yeah microsoft mm. or google's cloud services when do they start getting in this game when do you sort of like th- do you know. aws plus hosting i am plus yeah, you know it's just all there
0: i am surprised that it doesn't exist already a little bit so digital ocean branches this bridges this quite well um like, they, full disclosure, I have freelance for DigitalOcean in the past. This is not an ad, but you should go to America for it. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't need credits. Um, so, DigitalOcean does this really well. They actually have, like, these single-click apps, and like, you just choose, like, the thing you want. If you want Magento, it'll be, like, Magento on Ubuntu, and it's just, like, set up. Oh, that's cool. And so, I wondered often, and I wish John was here for this, because he'd probably accidentally leak something about their roadmap. <laughs> uh, but uh, I wonder, I have wondered very often about the future of this simply because like why doesn't digital like you're right so square for example if square was digital ocean and they acquired weebly it'd be a fascinating play to put weebly at the very top of that deployment thing it's like hey put your digital ocean weebly online like i would love to see more of that from the players as like heroku used to do a good job of this but just kind of stopped when squarespace acquired them Mm. Uh, not squarespace um salesforce god too many s's salesforce acquired heroku didn't know this i didn't know that either it's like five years ago had no idea a million years ago on tech time anyway so but it's weird it is weird like self-hosted i think will become more of a thing again kind of coming full circle after this whole privacy thing and everybody wants to own this shit i love running blogs and i love self-hosting but i am surprised that like you don't see that that often it either ends up being SaaS, like ghost cms sure yeah cms that they host for you or you download yourself Rare. now what would be interesting is if digital ocean acquired ghost and then it was the cms of digital ocean that they did all the things on and that's i wish they i I do wish there was a platform that had opinions like that like here's all the apps that we like natively own i mean that's maybe anti-competitive but i am surprised
1: by that not existing yet
0: yeah just like that's the special do flavor
1: of like etsy yeah i might roll back what i said about aws though Mm. like maybe it's in their interest not to compete with their customers yes
0: although like stripe does exactly this so that's fair
1: anyway we should wrap it up here i love this total tangent by shopify shares
0: kidding kidding not investment advice please god um (laughs) also i'm not a lawyer many
1: things i'm not many things our advice is don't buy bitcoin
0: oh my yeah that i am like long on not buying bitcoin (laughs) jesus all right okay so let's wrap up there uh a few notes number one if you listen this far you probably may know already that we have started experimenting with the community if you go to the show notes you can get a magic link that lets you into our magic new community please come and hang out and try it with us we I also just love when people talk to us um in the show notes you'll also find this week a link to next week's wwdc live stream so if you want to tune in for that it will be on youtube but
1: after w yeah you
0: can click a button and it reminds you on the yeah. youtube app it's really cool we'd love to hang out We will take live questions. It's just going to be a very different format from this. I think it'll just be mostly us being like, "What the heck?"
1: Of our high and also
0: just like probably a little drunk. So so there's that it'll be the drunk
1: tech podcast right because it's not 10 a.m
0: yeah it'll be like 10 p.m because it takes like three hours and you can't uh, move anyway so come suffer with us together
1: come watch us take bathroom breaks uh, and then we'll,
0: we'll be doing like video and stuff so I think it'll be really fun it's an experiment with like video podcasting which they actually talk about in
1: a different episode oh my god I have so much to talk about
0: <laughs> also uh, please review us on iTunes it means a lot it also helps us a lot to like go up the list I hate asking for reviews please like and subscribe but it actually does, like, even if you go there and you put a thumbs up or a hibiscus emoji, I'm so happy. So, and also you can follow us all on Twitter. All the links are on the website. So you should just go to chargepodcast.com, click on the thing, and you get everything you need to do. Come hang out. We'd just love to meet you because it's always a bit anonymous talking to the internet. Cool.
1: Especially in the live stream. Yeah.
0: All right. And thank you for the internet people who listened.
1: Thanks for joining us.
0: All right. Bye, biscuit. Bye, biscuit. Bye, biscuit. See you
1: on the internet next week.
0: show you um, YouTube TV on a computer it made me shit
1: myself the other day dude maybe we should talk about that it's so cool